What does it mean to be Hispanic? To me, being Hispanic is the exact same thing as asking what does it mean to be Asian, European, from South America? What does it mean to be a part of this community, a part of this environment that is so put together and encompassed by from what you eat to how you speak to the way that you interact with your people, the environment around you? the way you communicate, what you find as entertainment, what you give importance to, as well as what your day-to-day dealings are with your family. These all-encompassing characteristics of you, not only as a member of an ethnic group or a people, but as an individual, in which these are just surface-level characteristics and are not the ultimate defining factors in what makes you, you, but are just the beginnings of what can be the conversations to something that goes so much more deeper, that can be defined so much further and be expanded upon so much because of the way that we interact with each other, especially even more so than if we were a more closed off people. To me, being Hispano is is all put together by what I consume, what I eat, how I speak, how I communicate, my demeanor, the things I find joy in, the things that annoy me, that I hate, the things that I find displeasure in, the things that interest me. And this is all coming from what I have grown up with, what I have been able to experience whenever I've been asking myself that question. What does it mean to me to be Hispano? But any single time I think about this, there's always a phrase that comes to mind. And it's a very common phrase that is seldom used. Ni de aquí, ni de allá. Not from here, nor from there. And I want to break that down into two parts. The first part being, ni de aquí, not from here. Any single time I've ever talked or felt I have had to think or explain about my heritage, that portion of the phrase always comes to mind. Not from here. Because it's a very common thing as a student of ESL in which whenever having to recollect and recant my experience as as a person of Hispanic descent sometimes it feels as though I am still an outsider from that perspective because my practices my culture, my day-to-day dealings aren't necessarily unique but they're foreign just like me as a foreigner and that also translates in the same way with dealing with parents because even in your own community although you are surrounded by all of these things that encompass you as a Hispanic as a Hispano you're still intaking a whole lot of different experiences from your surrounding new things new information and they begin to conflict they begin to conflict in a certain manner in which I've had had myself in that situation where I have to question myself in a lot of ways when it comes to asking that about myself. Ni de aquí, not from here. Even in my own community, even amongst my own people, even amongst my own culture. Sometimes it feels like that. Now, the second part of that phrase, ni de allá, nor from there, 
also brings in some sort of conflict because the moment that you begin to cross that border, the moment that you become introduced to this new culture, and it doesn't matter where it is you go, those new experiences will sometimes overlap or even surpass your old experiences, your old customs, your old cultures, your regular day-to-day interactions. And in adopting these new practices, sometimes you start becoming at odds from where you came from. Where even sometimes when you begin to interact with your group of people from the location where you came from, for wherever it is that you were originally from, even then you're still no longer accepted as a person from being there. Where at a point where you thought you were also being inclusive of yourself and inclusive of this new experience, you were actually being you were actually becoming an outsider. You were actually beginning to be formed outside of the circle. And at that point, even though you're able to communicate, you're able to speak the language, you still be able to to banter continue to recognize the demeanors and the characteristics, the behavior, the day-to-day dealings with your place of origin. Due to your new environment, you sometimes no longer are accepted where you were originally from. This is a very common thing, and that's why I mentioned that this phrase, this quote is seldom used because it's a little bit difficult to speak upon because at a certain point, doesn't matter even as a child as a teenager as an adult regardless of who you are you could have moved to the states or to whatever foreign country at any age in your life and at a certain point that phrase will creep up especially when you're not necessarily having to explain your heritage or who you are as an individual but when you are reflecting on who you are as this individual as a person of ethnic descent, as a person of X culture, as a person of these origins. I have felt this many, many a times, and I am sure most of you have felt this way in more than once. But there's actually a bright side to this when it comes to heritage, because just like time and just like the world is ever evolving, things are consistently changing, so does heritage. Which at a certain point, even when this phrase has come to my mind and I have had to reflect on it upon time, upon time, and even more time, I've come to the realization that this evolution of culture and heritage isn't based off the origins of where we come from. Not strictly, because even our previous origins had to adopt it from somewhere else. And what they adopted at their point in time was also met with some resistance and was also met with some question, was also met with this phrase. And however and in whatever way people dealt with it at that time, anybody has ever dealt with this whole situation, the new addition to things that eventually became normal in the culture, normal in heritage, were adopted and became what it is that we inherited. And in the same way, just like we are being questioned now, just like they were questioned back then, it's going to be a self-repeating cycle. It's going to be a continuous thing where new things will always be introduced 
and new things are going to be brought, which will add upon this whole thing of who we are and what it means to be a part of your culture, your ethnicity, your heritage, your people, whoever. I can definitely say that I'm a very proud person and very proud to be Hispano, be of Mexican descent, and I'm joyful to be able to express that and to be able to share that with people. Because to me, what the culture has passed down to me and what I have inherited is a lot more than just what is openly available. And I hope what I'm about to say relates with you and relates with anybody when it comes to questioning the fact of the culture. When I think about my culture, when I think about being Hispano, as I personally identify as, and as being Mexican, I think about not only the Aztec Empire, but also the previous colonies and the previous empires and the previous other tribes and groups that came before the Aztec Empire. The Aztecs, the Incas, the Olmecs. All these people encompass a lot of different things. But they're all a part of my culture, all a part of my heritage. When I think about my heritage and my culture, I begin to think about food and how it plays such a vital role in the way in which we continue to pass down our heritage. Because food is one of those intriguingly universal things that continues to surpass borders no matter where you go. As I mentioned before, I've had my fair share of trying new locations of Mexican food from Ireland to Ecuador and even all around the United States. And even though it's not the most authentic, even though it's not down to the T or how I would have cooked it or how anybody I knew would have cooked it, it's still a celebration of my heritage, a celebration of my culture, knowing the fact that I was able to be able to surpass these borders inadvertently and to be able to have this experience of having to try their version or their take of the food. And yet, although people do get a lot of flack, it is a little bit entertaining seeing people mess up these old recipes and and criticize about it. It's, it's human nature to criticize. But because we're so accustomed to seeing things happen in a very unique way, very unique to ourselves, it's difficult to become accepting of these new things infringing on our culture in the way that they do. But sometimes you just have to take it with a grain of salt. Because at a certain point, I can guarantee you, and I know I have been criminal to this too, is doing something and things when it comes to cooking other people's dishes, other cultures' dishes, and trying to make my own spin on it and have thoroughly, undoubtedly messed things up and possibly offended somebody. So it's very easy to make the criticism, but it's also just as easy taking the time to recognize that at some point you're going to do the exact same thing and you're going to be the one criticized. Continuing with heritage and my culture. My culture encompasses many, many things from mariachi music, banda, even rock, in which all these genres come together in some certain form or way, and they represent the different cultural regions of Mexico, of Latino America, in which corridos. Now, in my own opinion, I cannot say that I enjoy them, but I understand their origins, where they came from, where they came from the underclass, the undoubtedly oppressed people 
trying to be able to voice their own opinion on the current conditions and the current follies of the revolution, but also to be able to spread the stories and the folklore, the fables of old and of these new legends forming. In where Wanda is a festive type of music, is a festive type of genre, with very somber takes, but also very enthusiastic and joyful beats, where it's a higher expression of celebration and gleeful content. And that rock, just like its black sheep cousin, Chicano rap and Chicano hip hop, are responses to the rebellious youth, are responses from the rebellious youth to their forefathers. Not in the way that we want to be disowned and we don't want to be a part of our own people, but we want to add, we want to create additions to this great extra culture that we have been able to already flourish with, that we have been able to expand so far upon. Where a lot of these rock bands, and most undoubtedly, one of the most important ones, El Tri, just like Caifanes, Jaguares, these bands took that information and took the stories that the original corridos from the revolution did and brought it into the modern era at its time to be able to be the voice of the disenfranchised, the lower class, the ones who are not as represented as we should be, the lower minority the lower majority. And before I continue, I want to talk a little bit about how Chicano rap and hip hop and Chicano hip hop have also been influenced, but also have been a part of that whole rebellious youth, where in my own personal perspective, it is one of the greatest collaborations and one of the best adoptions that we have had and given ourselves with the African American community, with that portion of the United States, the people of the United States that have also felt that discontent towards the establishment, but also the necessity to be able to express themselves and flood with emotion what they truly feel and how they feel. And then at the same time, it's also a connection to the tribal roots, in which in the same way with the tribal roots, the same spoken word rhetoric, the same spoken word poetry, that hip hop, this, became a nuance and expressionable way to be able to keep passing on stories, just like we used to do, just like when we used to gather around fires or we used to gather around communities, just how we used to gather around our own communities in previous, previous times. See, these are all just some small things from personal experiences that I can say about my own heritage, my own culture, where I have been able to observe closely and to be able to be a part of. And with it being Hispano Heritage Month, I wanted to express that with this episode. I wanted to give a generalized perspective point of view on what it is with culture that makes us proud, that allows us to recant these stories, these experiences, and these things that, for some whatever reason, because of outside influences or internal conflict, we begin to question. That heritage, although a very unique experience to every individual, is a shared experience from the moment you are born and you were brought into this world, to your first steps, to the very first words that are spoken out of your mouth, to the taste of food that you were able to enjoy from the days that you spent playing about with your cousins, with your siblings, with your friends, with your community. To the moment that you begin to experience and are able to add more into your repertoire of culture and possibly even change the culture 
by reading books, by taking in movies, by listening to music, or just by discussing what it is that you have in common with people around you and what you also share that are different with the people around you. So to close it off, this is just a little bit of what heritage and what it means to me to be Hispanic, to be Hispanic, to be Mexican, to be Mexicano. And even though, even at this age, in spite of everything, all the positive and the negative, whenever I hear this phrase and I think about this phrase again, I begin to recollect and rethink of everything that I have experienced that has been able to let me enjoy my culture. And for this time, I will double down on what it is that makes me proud and makes me understand what it is to be Hispano. Because either way, in the very end, at the very end of it all, I'm not going to last here forever. No soy de aquí, pero que bien me he adaptado. Y a pesar de todo, ni de allá, aunque ya no esté, me he olvidado.